0: Chapter 7 Kia's visit to her father is one sunrise away. She has not had any conversations with her grandparents as they have kept distance from her. The tension fills the house as Kia has to fend for herself. She made her own breakfast and lunch She knows that her grandparents were in the house by the number of dishes in the sink, but she hasn't seen them. Deep inside, it hurts her that her grandparents are making her choose, but she refuses to allow their guilt trip to have an effect on her. She never knew that all she wanted was to meet her runaway father, but now that she can, nothing will stop her. Not even the grandparents she sees as her mother and father. She, however, cannot resist trying to build bridges with her grandparents. So she decides to cook supper. Nothing fancy, rice, some salads, gravy and chicken. She lays the table and puts the pots in the center of the table. Once everything is ready, she goes to her grandparents' bedroom and knocks on their door saying, Hello, I made supper. It's in the dining room if you're hungry. She waits at the door to hear any response or movement, but she hears nothing. But she's sure that they are in the room. So she repeats herself and goes back into the dining room. She waits for a minute or two and still no movement out of their room. She decides to start eating without them. As she is eating, her grandfather enters the room. So, that is another thing you are willing to do without us. You really have lost respect for us. Comments Ntatepiri. I, I, I waited. I, I didn't know you would end up coming or not then." The food was getting cold, replies Gia. You are killing us, Gia. Your grandmother cannot get herself out of bed as she thinks of everything that man did to this family. I buried a daughter because of him. And now he's making me lose a granddaughter. Why did you tell me that he ran away? Why didn't you tell me the truth? For years, I felt like I didn't belong. Meanwhile, you're hiding him from me. Hiding? We were protecting you. He is no good. Look what the idea of him is doing to the family. He is toxic. My daughter paid the price. Now you will too. Why did you call him a murderer? Why is he a kidnapper? Who did he kidnap? All these secrets and unanswered questions are the toxic things in our family. I wish you could trust me with the truth. I'm old enough now. No one has ever questioned my authority. You have never doubted me. But now when you hear about a charlatan of a man, you immediately question me and my household. You are lucky that I'm not a cruel man. Otherwise, I would tell you to leave this house and find another place to stay. Kia, do as you please. Things will never be the same again if you visit that man. And with that, Ntate Piri went back into his room. Kia is left fighting back her tears. She went to her room, fetched her phone and headphones and shut the world out as she finished her supper, putting the remaining food in empty ice cream containers and went to sleep with a broken heart. The morning comes and everything feels like it's going in slow motion. Kia wakes up, showers and puts on her best possible clothing. Today she meets her father and she wonders how one dresses to see someone that was once a figment of her imagination. Kia feels a mixture of butterflies in her stomach and the need to carry a cold demeanor as she tries to show her grandparents that she will not change her mind. She hears the hoot of Pearl's BMW waiting outside. Kia takes her phone puts on her headphones and walks down the passage past her grandparents and takes her house keys and leaves. She avoids saying goodbye to her grandparents, more so to avoid looking them in the eye and seeing their disappointment and anger. She has to do this for herself. She can deal with them later and smooth things. She gets into the car and sits in the passenger seat next to Pearl Pearl greets her with a smile and Gia keeps a brave face. Today you get to see your father. He has been dying to meet you, says Pearl. Thank you, replies Gia. Pearl can see how nervous Gia is and decides to leave her alone and drive the hour long drive to the prison in silence. Mulatleghi wakes up differently. There's an undeniable spring in his step. Hope came knocking and found him in need of it. He shares in the group session how everything changed for him since the last meeting. Tulani adds to his story how, how he has never in his life seen things change so rapidly in someone's life. They were living through a miracle right before their eyes. The other men in the support group are happy for Mulatlechi and share in his joy. Prison has a way of reminding you about the need to belong and the need to be right with those you share lineage with. Deep inside, the members hope their lives will transform in a similar fashion and at a similar pace as it did for Mulatlechi. When the group is notified that Mulatlechi's visitor has arrived, and that Tulani will have to end the session to mediate the visit. Everyone embraces Mulatlechi. They huddle around him and pray for him. So much of their hope and faith in the idea of redemption was placed on him and how things will go with his long-lost daughter. Mulatlechi is led out of the session by Tulani. They go to the visiting room and wait for the arrival of pearl and gear.